Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Since 1990, John Nieto has been the mariachi director of Brackenridge High School in San Antonio, Texas, where he also holds the position of lead mariachi instructor for the district. John studied trumpet at UT Austin with Raymond Crisara and conducting with Paula Kreider and Glenn Richter. He was a member of the Longhorn Band and was principal trumpet of the symphonic band and first trumpet in the wind ensemble. His groups have played in various competitions all over Texas, New Mexico, and Florida. Several of his trumpet players have also earned spots in the All-State Band, the last one being his own son, John Jr. He is a member of ASCAP for his numerous compositions and arrangements, and over the past years, he has not only arranged hundreds of pieces for all levels, but also created resources for teaching music theory and is currently working on a beginner mariachi method. John has also served as copyist, typesetter, arranger, and trumpet instructor for the Albuquerque Mariachi Spectacular, as well as many other mariachi organizations and groups across the Southwest. John's mariachi journey began when he was taken against his will by his parents to rehearsals of Mariachi Infantil Guadalupano. In the span of 42 years, he has performed in Europe, Asia, Mexico, and all over the U.S. And I am very pleased this week to welcome John Nieto uh, from San Antonio. Um, John is uh, the author of our mariachi um, course that we just published to the Music First Classroom over the summer. If you haven't seen it already, you need to go in and look at it, but to kind of celebrate that brand new course, that brand new content on our platform, um, we invited John to join us to do a little talking about that as well as everything else that he does at his school. So John, thank you very much and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So the first thing I'd love for you to do um, is, you know, during the introduction, I. I gave some background uh, of you, but what I would love for you to do is give us like the five to 10 minute condensed version of your career path. Like when you got interested in music, um, how you, what your instrument is, what, how you became a music educator, and probably more importantly, how you um, uh, got into mariachi. I love the story in your bio, uh, but, uh, and, and then how you brought that to your students at Brackenridge High School. So give us the like, the five to 10 minute thumbnail sketch of your career? Well, I started off in middle school playing the trumpet when I was 11 years old. And the trumpet and I became best friends right away. And uh, uh, as soon as I would get home, I would practice before I would go out to play. So um, uh, um, uh, the band director came to my middle school to do some testing to see if anybody, any, any of us had any aptitude toward music. So um, uh, they, they thought I did and 
I chose the trumpet because I only knew the name of the trumpet and the drums. So I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I started on too. So great uh, kindred spirit. And 47 year, years later, I'm still playing the trumpet. So uh, That's awesome. And so uh, I, I started off in band, in the band world. And, and oddly enough, our, our band director was trying to encourage us. So he said, if anybody's ready for the advanced band, uh, be prepared to play anything from the beginner book. And a week later, I went in there, told him I'm ready. And he was surprised because he was just trying to to uh, encourage us. But I took him I took him for his word. And right. I, I, I advanced to the to the A band, you know. Awesome. So. The following year, I believe it was the yeah, seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Um, they started a, a mariachi at the, at the, at the local church. And, um, you know, my bro my older brother, Robert, he, he, he gladly went. I was not convinced this was for me. Mm. First of all, I didn't even speak Spanish. I learned, I learned how to speak Spanish in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, um, you know, they, they really had to urge me <laughs> for lack of a better word to 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 go to to uh, to these rehearsals because i didn't grow up listening to 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 any spanish music the only spanish music i heard was an upholstery shop across the street from our house and it was conjunto music and at, at that time i didn't like it right uh, but now i have a good appreciation for it but back then it just wasn't my thing uh, I, I listened to american pop and rock and roll right and so that's what that's what i knew and um so they started this mariachi and it just wasn't for me but i went and um you know sometimes parents know better than us right <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the kids don't admit that until they're older though yeah but at that time no so so uh um i wasn't especially into the mu music but but I went along and 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 I did my best and and my brother and and I became a team and you know we 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 played in other groups together and and uh, we just could play well together right and uh, uh, so that that's where that's where the mariachi thing has uh, taken me so uh, for not I call myself the accidental mariachi just like the accidental tourist or whatever. all right 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 very uh, cool uh, so. Man, for not wanting to do this, it's really turned out to a nice career, uh, professionally and and uh, education, right? Right. Yeah. It's been awesome. So, so how did you get into uh, did you, what? Where you grew up in uh, Texas? Yes. Okay. And and how did what? Uh, where did you go? Like when did you decide I want to be a music teacher? I didn't decide that until I started college. Oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I came very close to making the Allstate band my, my senior year. Mm -hmm. um, not making it really put a chip on my shoulder and I got a lot. I practiced a lot. And when I, got, I, I, I ended up at my dream school, which was the University of Texas in Austin. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't get in there with my high school grades. So junior college, sure, uh, everything made sense when I got into junior college and I was able to get into the University of Texas. And they have a, they have a very strong music program, and 
and and the the real reason it was my dream school is because I love college football. And <laughs> the Longhorns. And their band is fantastic. So Absolutely. I was able to to play in the Longhorn band. Oh, that's fantastic. And then after college, you you started. Te- I mean, how long have you been teaching? And and did you have you been teaching in San Antonio your all, your whole career? I've been at the same high school for thirty three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, that's and awesome. Know, and actually, in college, it was not my goal to be a mariachi teacher. I wanted to be a band director, right. either a band director or a classical trumpeter, because the the classical trumpeting was going well in college. But you know, uh, financial financial yeah, <laughs> right. The uh, teaching is a more secure job, so. So I came to Brackenridge and I was only going to do this for one year. <laughs> that's, that's a familiar story. Yeah, we see how that worked out. Well, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tuba player. So when I, I had the same uh, kind of dream of becoming a professional tuba player and I tried it for a year uh, and living on ramen and peanut butter and jelly, I said, maybe, maybe I should use my music ed degree uh, and go into teaching. <laughs> Yeah, so why don't you tell us about your um, your band program at Brackenridge? Well, you know, we started off with five instruments and about 10 students. And uh, we were practicing in the cafeteria. In the first 15 years, we practiced in the cafeteria. And, and now we have a music building here. And I have my own room with practice rooms in it, the instrument room, uniform room, a recording room in here. Uh, man, it's it started from from that to to and every year the 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 program just kept on getting bigger. So um, and actually, when I first started, I, I was at, I've always been at Brackenridge, but I I had two other schools, two middle schools. So I I would go to from one to the other to the other, and as I gained more students, they would give me more classes. And before long. Uh, they said, "Do you want to stay here all day?" And I was, yes, of course, Absolutely. I do. Right, exactly. <laughs> because well, I had to take instruments from one school to the other. Yeah, I, John, I've I've met you in person uh, at least once. It may have been twice, and and I know uh, from my conversations with Keith Dye that that you're just a really humble music educator. And and but I want, I am sure that the listeners that just heard what you said, you started with, you know of a handful of instruments and a couple of kids. And now you've built it to such a, a big program that you have your own building on the high school campus that really it's, it's about, it's all about, you know, not um, the challenge. Like a lot of people would come in and say, there's this many kids. I'm not going to do this. I'll go to another school and I might try another gig, but I, I absolutely love when I hear a music educator story like yours, where you say, well, I have to build it. You know, if you build it, they will come uh, to steal a line from a famous movie. But I love that kind of, you know, the program 30 plus years later, it's your program. It has your DNA and has your fingerprints all over it. And I'm sure uh, that, the, that the community, that the students, that the administration, the teachers and the parents must, must love what you've built over all those years. And uh, I have... Uh children of former students i have a handful every year i get a new handful of students who, who whose parents were in my class 
that's crazy, right? Isn't that, I mean, I'm in my fifties as well. I think I'm a couple of years behind you and, and uh, we have the same type of thing where I, I'm teaching kids of kids I taught, which is bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't think that'll ever become normal. And so why don't you, why, why don't you tell it? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I've overextended my welcome if I start getting the grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I, I don't, yeah, that would be interesting. So why don't you tell us about your day to day? What is your schedule? What is your program? You know, you just, you're back at school probably about a month already. Um, yeah. What is your day to day schedule like? And, and what do you teach? What's your teaching duties? Well, we, we have a B schedule. So uh, on, on a day, that's the, is the odd, first, second, no, first, third, fifth, seventh, and then B days, it's, it's uh, the, the even numbers. And, and so I have, uh, I have three beginner classes, two intermediate classes, a JV class, and a, and a varsity class. Are you teaching nothing but um, mariachi, or are you doing, um, are you doing high school band? Like, what is, what is your actual, like, what are your ensembles? It's just mariachi. Wow. That's, how, that's that's how that's how big mariachi has become in the southwest wow so are, are what do, you know how many other music teachers are there in at the school uh let's see we have four band directors choir one choir one orchestra and one mariachi that's incredible absolutely incredible super cool so you you kind of went over john how you got interested in mariachi but i'd love to hear um, why you, I mean, you, you kind of went kicking and screaming into it. Um, and you and your brother, Robert, you know, we're, a, we're a good team. What was it about the music that you, that was like, actually that I found, I found my calling or I found my, my, uh, my lane or whatever you'd like to call it. And then how did you get that I mean, when you were hired at Brackenridge, did they say we want you to be the mariachi teacher, or were you the were you the everything teacher, and then you eventually made a mariachi program? No, I, I've always just been the mariachi teacher okay. here. Um, uh, when I first started, I started off with one class, so um, it's always just been mariachi. Uh, and uh, like I said, I was leaning toward band at the right. time. But then uh, I went to a mariachi conference in, uh, in El Paso. And I had been to mariachi conferences. Mariachi conference movement started here in San Antonio. And, uh, oh, wow. But uh, I went to one in, uh, in El Paso, Texas. And it was the world's most famous mariachi, Mariachi Vargas de Tecalitlan and Mariachi Los Camperos in Naticano. And when I heard, uh, and I have heard Mariachi Vargas and they have the, their title for a reason. But I heard Los Camperos in Naticano, and I was like, wow. Right. And that, you know, the music was just so alive. And, you know, uh, it, it just, that, that, that brought me to the, to the dark side, so to speak. <laughs> now, you know, I, 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 for those folks who are listening who have never been to uh, TMEA or the Texas Music Educators Conference every February, right around valentine's day in san antonio then you have never had the joyous ex experience of going to the river walk at night and going to one of those incredible um mexican or tex-mex or you know all the different uh incredible restaurants that are along the river walk and having a mariachi band come and perform for you um and just how incredibly um 
I would say, happy, joyous, and infectious the music is. Um, do you, you know, is, is when you say that San Antonio is the the center of it all, is that is that part of it? I mean, why, um, you know, whenever I feel like whenever I go to San Antonio, it's I'm going to hear a mariachi band. Period. Um, well, uh, San Antonio is not the the center of all, but it is one of them. Right. Okay. Uh, the, the the mariachi scene is very much alive. We have maybe twenty high schools that have mariachi programs. Wow. Within, within our district, seven of the eight high schools have mariachi programs, and another handful of of middle schools. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, there is a big mariachi scene in, in in Tucson, Los Angeles, but you know, it it's here. It's, it's it's very very much alive in San Antonio. And then I did spend one half a year playing with some of the one of the groups. On the river, uh, at the oh, river. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I usually don't like playing with those groups because it you know they're playing for tips you know. Yep. Yeah. It's br it's brutal. It's a brutal gig. One day it'll be awesome. The other time you're really just making up for gas money. So, uh, but uh, you know it it was fun. It was it was it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so so. It's not just restaurants in the Riverwalk that have mariachis. It's right, all over town. And is it concertized? I mean, for those, uh, you know, I, I'll admit, full on. I what my experience is is speaking with educators like you, um, hearing bands. Um, but is it concertized? Like, do you go um, to a concert hall to see it, or is it mostly kind of social gathering? Um, you know, music is—is is there like a quote-unquote serious mariachi concert? You know, or is it—is it really you know more informal? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, some of the mariachis, the top mariachis in, in in the U.S. and in Mexico, they're playing at the top uh, concert halls with the top orchestras, with right. the Chicago Symphony, with the New York Philharmonic, uh, some of the Maria, uh, orchestras in California as well. It, yeah. Uh, and and the first time a, a a mariachi played with the symphony was here in San Antonio, around 1980. Oh wow! So uh, and and you know in Mexico, uh, some of the top musicians are coming out of their con conservatory, so they're playing mariachi and doing the classical thing, and and so it's not just your music from the ranches and the hills. Right, 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 right. They're they're playing some incredible stuff, you know. Uh, there's some that have classical albums out. There's some that'll play Glenn Miller tunes. Uh, uh, one time we even performed that. They we were invited to play at a jazz festival. Like, that's very cool. You want us to play at a jazz? Festival? <laughs> Are you sure? I said sure. So, I I wrote out Misty for for my kids, and so we learned Misty, and then we did a regular set of mariachi tunes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, John, obviously, this is a podcast about technology. So I'm going to I'm going to steer the boat in a new direction and ask the, about the intersection of technology and mariachi, specifically your like, how did you get interested in technology? How do you how do you use it uh, with your ensemble and with your teaching? I first started with music technology, uh, learning how to 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 uh, use uh, music notation. Uh, way back in the 80s when I was in college, 
there was a program called the uh, Pro Composer. Yep, absolutely. So I started with that one, and I loved it. But the only thing, it didn't have playback. And All so right. When I started teaching, um, I was writing out. I would write out the parts by hand, and the kids would lose music, and they would go to my desk, and they didn't know they were taking the an original. Oh my! Oh my god! So, so I bought I bought Finale. Right. On the. And so with Finale, I learned to do a lot of things. I learned how to make uh, uh, fingering charts, uh, strumming strumming charts, you know, to, uh, I used to blow up the one measure and make it a whole, the size of a whole page. I once even made a flashcards with Finale. Oh, uh, wow. I, I, to this day, I still make MP3 for the students to hear uh, whenever I, I, I teach a new, write a new song. I, I send them the MP3s. Oh, that's right. So they can practice along with it. Mm -hmm. Because I think, John, what, what probably a lot of the listeners who either have little or no experience with mariachi, it's not like they can open up, a, or maybe you can at this point, open up a J.W. Pepper catalog and say, all right, let me pick out all my mariachi music for my students. I would imagine that you wrote if not all, most of the arrangements of, of existing mariachi music. Um, I mean, where where do you find your lit for these kids? Is it all through creating it in programs like Finale? Well, um, I do have a friend who has his music on J.W. Pepper. So um, right now, uh, I haven't really offered my my songs here. And the reason I started writing songs is because before you know it, we, we're, we're, we're going to have to... Uh, need performance rights and mechanical rights for for the music that we play. That's why I started writing my own. Right. Um, so uh, I would say that ninety nine percent of the ninety five percent of the songs that we play, I, I wrote, and then the rest are, are public domain. Uh, so uh, out of necessity, I started writing the, the songs that we play, and. Uh, uh, I'm uh, talking to a few people about, about publishing all the, the, the songs that I have. I mean, just last year alone, I wrote uh, over 60 songs for beginner, inter intermediate, and advanced, mostly for beginner. Right. And uh, so it's uh, before long, that, that'll be out as well as uh, all these trial and errors with these exercises that I write for the kids. That, that will also be out. Uh, uh, it, we're in pre-production for a big for my beginner method to be published. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll have to uh, share that uh, far and wide when it comes out. You know, the, so aside from notation, which is kind of a necessity to get your arrangements and your original uh, arrangements of public domain and original compositions that you created and MP3s for students to practice along with, any other technology or is that it? It's really just, you know, necessity to get the kids to be playing and practicing. Well, I would like to incorporate something that I saw at TMEA. And Keith Dye showed me uh, uh, the way the, that, that Music First has, uh, has uh, some of the method books online. Uh, yeah. Through the, the learning management system. and I was blown away, you know, you, uh, where, where you, you click like exercise number five, for example, and then there's exercise number five and you, there's another link to a coach playing 
playing the music and then another link for the accompaniment to play along and then another link for the assessment i'm like that blew me away yeah no it's 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 uh, and keith is great um and we we got to get you uh, on board but i know when when keith introduced me to you um my my i think one of the first things i said is would you be interested in writing out a course for us. So why don't you tell us about what you did? Because you wrote it out. You, I, mean, I mean, you've been teaching it for 30 plus years. But tell us if, you know, when somebody goes into the Music First Classroom now, goes into that content library, what is your mariachi course? What will they get out of it? And, um, you know, what, what do you hope uh, that teachers get out of it? The cool thing is, by the way, is that we have it in both English and Spanish, which I think is brilliant. But yeah, why don't you give us like the an overview of what people might expect to find in the curriculum? Well, what you will find is this is it's sort of more like a general music, but what you're gonna find out what is a mariachi, what were it, its origins, uh, how it's evolving. Uh, there's another lesson where we talk about the different ways that the mariachi has dressed. Their uniforms are called trajes. So I included I include uh, to make it more unique, what I did, I all the the different uniforms that we've used in the past, I I, I took pictures of those, and my friend David, uh, he uh, he 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 took out all the background and just not, nothing but the pictures. Oh, cool! So he's another fellow mariachi teacher from Fox Tech High School, and uh, so he's good with that. So he he did that. So so the uniform, every part of the uniform, I put it on. Uh, uh, I, I took pictures and it, it's on, on on the lesson about the the uniform. Uh, I I did an, another less lesson about the instruments that the mariachi has used, and uh, this has really evolved because mariachi started off as a string ensemble, with uh, two violins, a guitarra de golpe, and a harp, and the harp was also part of the accompaniment where they play would play the bass line and the accompaniment. Oh. And then how how it evolved and and uh, the addition of the trumpet, which was controversial controversial at the time, uh, and then uh, there's there's other lessons about the different genres of, that we play, uh, like for example the the ranchera balseada that's in three four, mm. so that. The or, the or origin of the Ranchero Valciada is the waltz, which is from Vienna. Right, right, right. So in the lesson, I, I put examples of a Strauss waltz and then a, an example of, the, of a Mexican composer who, who wrote a, a, a beautiful waltz. And oddly enough, it was attributed to, to Strauss and it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't written by Strauss. Of course. Uh, so that's how well and how much it sounded like the the European waltz. Oh, that's great! And so then I talk how uh, how uh, the mariachi uses the waltz, and we're, so vals v a l s is the waltz Spanish. Uh, so valsiada ranchera. So uh, and rancheras, they're 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 all over the place. There's there's thousands and thousands of rancheras and valsiadas, but the origin is from Europe. And uh, polkas, polkas too, uh, are from 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 the Czech area. You know, right, right. So you uh, guys do mariachi plays polka style music. Oh yeah. Ah, very cool. And uh, and then others, you know, the the origins of 
of, of other songs that, that we play, uh, the bolero, the romantic music, like if you heard Luis Miguel, the, the, the bolero is from, from Cuba. Uh, the, the music from Veracruz, some of it is origins in Spain, you know. Right. Uh, so uh, I talk about those. Um, another, one of the other lessons is about the celebrations that you will find the mariachi at. And uh, oddly enough, in one of the celebrations, I like there's a song called Las Mañanitas. It was originally for saints' days and birthdays, uh -huh. but we changed the words and play it anywhere. Um, when I was a teenager, we played it at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's great. About four years ago, we even played it at a divorce party. So, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> my have time have times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's great. Um, so yeah, the obviously you're 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 in production or you're you're talking uh, with a publisher to get uh, the music out there, and we uh, can't wait um to see that if somebody is they can't you know they can't get to your music um are there uh you said that you can find some mariachi music in um on jw pepper or you know commercially available are there what would you recommend to teachers who are thinking about starting an actual program a performance program where should they find their music until we can get your hands on yours let's see well, there are a few. Hal Leonard has a few, mm -hmm. a few arrangements. Um, if you go to uh, the Mariachi Directors Facebook page, uh, you might find some directors. There are there are some directors that offer their 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 arrangements there. Um, uh, that, that would probably be the best bet is to go to the mariachi directors group and ask ask to join it on facebook yeah no that's a great idea because uh, you know everyone in there you all you know you have kind of folks like yourself who are advocates and and uh, experts uh, helping people who might want to start a mariachi ensemble I'm, I'm sure there are mariachi ensembles all around the country and the world um, in schools. It seems that it's primarily based in the Southwest. I know that Marcia Neal, when she was at Clark County, was really a champion trying to get them into the Las Vegas public schools. I know that they're all across Texas, um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm in New York and, and we have a huge Spanish speaking, speaking population here. Um, it doesn't mean that that's, you have to have Spanish speaking kids to bring a mariachi ensemble. It can be, it's for anyone, right? I mean, any kid can be playing mariachi. Yes, my guitaron player last year was an African American girl. Right, so it can be. It it, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, there are no cultural barriers. It's just. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic music. Um, let me ask you this: Do you have? Um, uh, do any of your instrumentalists double as singers in your high school, or do you use kids from like the choir program, or are the kids vocalists in your ensemble and your ensemble only? I'm, I'm interested about the, you know, the singing part of it. Well, uh, everybody has to sing in our program. Oh, that's great. And so, because it's much more vibrant when everybody's participating. And, you know, not everybody has to sing solos, but when we have choruses, uh, the more people singing, it's, it, it, it's just more lively. Mm. So, uh, I, I do not borrow kids from the choir or, or the orchestra. 
they're all they're all homegrown they're all organically in your ensemble now uh, some of the band kids are in my class but uh you know the the band and i have always gotten along very well because right. i trained some of their their trumpeters for all state so uh, oh, excellent so uh yeah, like like I said, I was in the band program. I grew up in the band program, and and going back to the origins of of uh, of my program, um, there was no set standard way of of teaching. You know, you would give music, but what I what I needed was everybody to be on task at the same time. So I treated my program like it was a band class. Right. I wrote out exercises, and we're all doing the same thing. And if I needed to teach a skill to somebody i would write exercises where everybody not well i'm still writing exercises right where everybody's participating so so they don't have time to 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 uh for their minds to to wander off you know we, we keep them engaged yeah you keep the kids on task and, and most of the discipline problems disappear and the more the more time on task the better they get in terms of their skill level yeah. It's just classic one-on-one teaching, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the here's a what advice would you give? Let's say that a a music teacher, a high school band director, been teaching about five years. They're out on Long Island in New York, and they're like, "I this sounds really cool." What advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out um, to to get a program up and running in their school? Seek help. Not, and not 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 the uh, <laughs> mental health, but 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 reach out. You know, there's there's groups on Facebook. Um, um, I don't know if uh, what did MANC become? NAFME, right? So, so they they probably have a, a section for that. Uh, are there are there conferences? Are there like formal like yeah, you you can go travel and and learn? Oh yeah, you can you can get a good idea from uh, uh, from mariachi conferences. Uh, like uh, I don't want to say which the best ones are, but uh, some of the most outstanding ones uh, are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Tucson, Arizona. And there's conferences all over the place. But I I have more knowledge about these two because I've I've taught at them for many years. Right. And, and are they over the summer or during the school year? The one in Tucson is in is in in uh, April. The one in Albuquerque is in in July. Uh, there's one here in San Antonio that'll be here in November. There's a uh, oh, there's one in Las Cruces. It used to be in November, I believe. It's still there in, in November. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's mariachi conferences all all over the U.S. And uh, I've act there's even a, a there's mariachi programs where you wouldn't expect. Uh, there, I've I've been going for three years to uh, to Chicago. There's a, a program called the the Chicago Mariachi Project. Uh, a friend of mine from Tucson, he uh, he has a, a program in Connecticut. Wow! So Connecticut, uh, there's Mari I, there, I believe there's some mariachi classes in uh, Atlanta, uh, and I'm sure they're all over the place. Uh, Milwaukee has some, maybe That's Indiana. Great. Yeah, and and I'm does do you know if Las Vegas still has their programs? I know that Marsha Neal was all over it. And, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a huge program. Right. Excellent. So the 
and and uh, again, what is the the? I know this is like one hundred and one. I can't believe I'm asking this, but what is the typical instrumentation of your ensembles? What 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 do the what do, what would a teacher need to have as a minimum base starting line in terms of, you know, a kids playing? Well, what we try to follow is is the 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 model set out by Mariachi Vargas. Now, the uh, Tecalitlan, they. Uh, they have they use six violins, two trumpets, uh, one guitarron, one vihuela, one harp, uh, and every now and then it varies. Uh, some some mariachis uh, use three trumpets. Uh, uh, Sol de Mexico has three trumpets, uh, seven violins. Some some it it can vary, uh, and like in, for my uh, for my program here. We have some flute players. Oh and wow! Now I can't tell them how to play the flute, but I can help them with the musicality part. Right. So uh, I've actually integ integrated the flute to our, and uh, I've heard programs use flutes before instead of violins, which is fine. Uh, but I I personally don't like to double the right. violins, so I will make them their own parts, and it oh, when they play it, it, it just sounds so beautiful it gives it a different aspect that's great it, it, it broadens the uh sonic canvas if you will that's that's pretty cool so yeah you're not doubling them you're you're giving them their own parts that's great because it's really just a chamber ensemble playing um you know and, and it's a it's a really interesting combination of instruments or what i know this again i'm just talking as a music teacher what keys are you often playing and because you know when when whenever i taught like and I, I had the crazy idea of combining my middle school band with the orchestra. The reason that I often failed doing that is that the orchestra kids were all playing music in G major, D major, and A major. And the band kids were all playing in B flat, E flat, and A flat. What is a typical key signature that you guys are playing in? It's the same. Oh, thank you. It's the same. Uh, uh, Mariachi usually plays in in sharp keys, and but you know we we teach them uh, how to play in in the flat keys as well. Right. So because really it's just your trumpets and in your ensemble the flutes that are the wind instruments. Everybody else is playing a string instrument. Yeah. Ah, oh, that makes sense. So, All right. Uh, so I've got um. I, this is going to be fun. I've I've I, I, I'm really interested to hear John what you say. I have a magic wand question. Um, normally it's about music first, but in this case, it's just going to be about technology in general. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and have technology do something for you, for your ensemble specifically, or mariachi music, um, what would it do uh, and why? Actually, uh, my magic wand would make it something like like uh, what I saw Keith uh, die uh, show me at, at TBA this summer. It's like uh it it's it you know the kids can practice offline uh you know at home yep. it, um i, I want to learn how to, to to do some of the other lessons that i've made see how i can integrate them in something like like music first yeah but, we need we need to talk john because what we did with them um, that's habits of a successful beginning musician that is they have the assessment part which is practice first They've got the videos um, of the 
um, every single exercise being played by a professional musician. And then they've got audio accompaniment tracks as well. I would love to do that. When you get, we, we should talk offline after this about getting your uh, publication fast-tracked and then into uh, music first and practice first. Because I think it would be an absolutely incredible resource for anyone thinking of uh, of bringing mariachi music into their ensemble because you know they have a virtual assistant or a virtual helper you're there writing down this is what you should do this is what's been successful for me and then they've got um, repertoire as well which i think is probably one of the biggest challenges for somebody just starting out and uh, oddly that you should mention habits uh because that's who I'm talking with. Oh, good. Well, I'll keep my fingers and toes crossed <laughs> on that. That'd be great. So Scott Rush and I have been uh, uh, exchanging emails and, and music because it, it's, it's, it looks like it's going to be under the Habits umbrella. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to make sure they're cool with you saying that. So I'll, I'll double check uh, folks at GIA and make sure that's okay. But um John, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. I know that you, you've kind of stayed after school uh, to, uh, to meet with me today. So uh, again, thanks. Thanks for sharing your expertise and your passion for mariachi. And most importantly, thank you for authoring that course for us. I wish you all the best. And I look forward to seeing you and, and getting, your, uh, getting your new method book out there to the market. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And you know what? Uh, music is so much fun. They should make everybody take music. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I think it's the greatest subject ever. And, and I'm still learning, so I'm having I'm having a great time teaching. How many? How many? You've been teaching a total of thirty three years. Yes. How many? How many more do you think you got in you? Because that's uh, I, I'm about the same. If I was if I had not left teaching, I'd I would be thirty years in. Well, um, I've already worked long enough to to retire. Right. But my, my daughter told everyone but me that it was her dream to be my singer here. Ah. So, so she's here with me. She's a sophomore. All right. When she, when she when she graduates, I turn in my keys. Oh wow! All right, that's uh, the end of the road, man. That's uh, amazing. But you're still having fun doing it. And and I I know I can go longer than than that, but I I'm not. Oh, there you go. We're gonna write music and and do clinics and and judge contests and so forth, but. Um, I'm going to slow down. That's fabulous, John. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, even though you kids will miss you, you've left an incredible mark on that school. So uh, hats off to you. Congrats. And, and th thanks again for spending time with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.